Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to go inside the film room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Seidenberg breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room Podcast. Coming inside the College Football Film Room, I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by veteran scout coach and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I hope you guys continue to stay safe out there as many states around the country are continuing to open up in phases and uh, hopefully we continue to flatten the curve and get back to a new sense of normalcy sooner rather than later. Certain conferences uh, are up in the air in terms of their schedules for the fall. Uh, We've talked about the Pac-12 last week, Chris. Uh, The Big 12 is actually going to wait until July to make a determination about their schools and their uh, athletic programs in terms of this fall. So within the next, I guess, couple of months, we'll get a determination from Bowlesby and the Big 12. Yeah, we'll see that um, and where they go with that. It's a little late. It's it's interesting. I think most people kind of want to know where they are a little sooner than that. I know the SEC's going to just, well, they're going to have another discussion here, um, you know, right after Memorial Day, right, right around that time to determine. And I'm thinking they're thinking more mid-June, but they're kind of on the, on the docket June 1st. June 15th, we're getting closer to June 1st to where I think June 15th for players coming back in. So we'll see if that, how that plays out. What, what is going on right now, interesting, is everybody's going through a lot of assessments. We talked about this on the pro show, but the medical folks are trying to figure out how do we do the best we can to keep players healthy. And, you know, it's just, it's little things that they're going to look at, how they're going to deal with showers. Uh, um, there's, they're going to take precautions like on stairwells and, you know, to make where you can only go one way, limitations on people on elevators, um, you know, sharing of, of, of water bottles or towels or, you know, temperature tests that are, you know, going to be, it's, it's going to be unusual. It's going to be over the top safety and um you know but but everybody's trying to figure out when can we get the kids on campus and when is it safe and then you know are you are you going to make exceptions um all right yeah, issues with dorm rooms how do you secure that that's a little bit different than you know um that you got to deal with so yeah i i just keep getting the sense that everybody is planning on starting on time or hope that they can start on time and get it in. In fact, if you, the trend this week, I'm noticing around campuses, I think Notre Dame announced it, South Carolina, I think Purdue did a couple of others that they are going to have students on campus to start the fall semester, but they're going to finish the semester they're going to wrap up prior to Thanksgiving on campus studies and the remainder of the semester post Thanksgiving is going to be done online. So what they're anticipating is the second wave, which the medical experts are talking about flu season, so on and so forth that they're anticipating, look, let's get kids off campus before that becomes an issue. So it's a preemptive move. But it's interesting how they're doing it. Let's call it like it is, Scott. Universities as a whole, forget football for a second. Universities cannot afford to not have kids on campus. 
I don't know um, what what type. Of, it's why they're all saying we fully extend to have, uh, you know, is normal, you know, students on campus because they want all the, you know, the deposit money from students. And they, they don't, you know, I think if they don't have on campus, there's going to be a lot of hell raising about, are we going to pay full tuition for just online studies? I mean, how do you, how do you do a yeah. lab? Yeah. How do you do the lab work? You, I mean, I was talking, I've got a couple of professors in my neighborhood that uh, teach at LSU. They can't have a lab. They get kids in medical school. They say, you cannot do this class unless you're in a lab. You have to do it where one's watching. So it's like, it's just, it's not going to work in some circumstances. So that has to be handled from a university standpoint. And then I think what they're trying to do too is we've talked about it and I even said it. And I think I'm, it, it it sounded good when I said it, but it's not going to happen this way that if students are not on campus, we're not going to play football, but that's, they pretty much know that they're going to find a way to get some kids on campus somehow, some way. And if you, if you can take a class online, do it, but if you have to be there on a certain level, we're going to make them on campus. So by hook or by crook, they're going to want to get football because we are seeing it more and more Scott every day. I'm hearing about Central Michigan today uh, dropped their track and field program. Uh, who was it in the MAC? Uh, was it Bowling Green dropped baseball? Uh, Akron dropped golf and tennis. This is going to happen more and more. The financial strife is going to be difficult. So they know, university officials know that it, they have to play football, they need the money. And they've got to somehow try to make it work. And, and yet they've got to make it safe for students. So, and it's, you know, it is, a, it's going to be a challenge because, you know, paying for the tests and all that stuff's going to be, going to be quite challenging. Yeah, exactly. And, and you mentioned that uptick that they're trying to avoid in the winter and who knows how many other pro schools are going to do the same thing that Notre Dame's doing, mm -hmm. getting the students in early and then getting them out early to avoid any potential uptick that could happen uh, as we get into the colder months of the year. Uh, Notre Dame is interesting because uh, I was thinking about Ian Book today. And, and uh, not just randomly. I don't randomly think of college football players. I mean, I do, but you, you know what I mean, Chris. Uh, what I'm trying yeah. to say is that I was thinking about the best returning quarterbacks. I was looking at some Heisman odds and I was toying around with, you know, who are the best quarterbacks that that are returning. And sure, we can talk about Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields un until the cows come home. We know about those two players. But I was thinking about more of the guys that don't get as much attention that really should Ian books. One of them that comes to mind uh, because you look at the success that he had uh, so far at Notre Dame. And I think that he could have similar success this upcoming season. He's one of the guys that I focus on along with, you know, maybe an Adrian Martinez uh, of, of Nebraska that could also find success this year. So, so, so some of the unsung quarterbacks, if you will, Chris, Let, let's start though with Ian book. How do you see his progression going into this year? Well, the youngster from California certainly came on the scene pretty, pretty uh, excitingly and, and did a really good job and threw for a ton of yards, moved the team well. His yards per pass attempt declined last year, but he was very accurate, protected the football. I mean, he had like 34 touchdowns and only like a half dozen picks. He's He's got some presence about him. 
Brian coaches those guys hard. I like him. I like him a lot. I think he has a chance to be a really, you know, a really good player. And, and certainly if Notre Dame is going to have the type of success that they hope they can have, and, you know, they've got Clemson on the schedule this year and, and you know, we'll, we'll, he's going to have to have a really good year. So I, I like him and I think they need to, they need to be able to push the ball down the field um, a, a little bit better, but no, he's, he's definitely an interesting guy. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I'm curious to really see him develop uh, along with some other guys that I'm sure we'll talk about. All right. So I mentioned Adrian Martinez, um, another year under Scott Frost. How does he progress? Well, I don't know. You know, uh, things have not gone as well at Nebraska as I think a lot of the folks there thought. And Scott Frost comes home and, you know, the recruiting has been okay. It's been nothing special, uh, quite frankly. Um, I think the the play there has been very sporadic. I think defensively they've had breakdowns. Adrian's had really good games. They've come from behind in games, been very impressive, but then they've really had a bunch of stinkers. Uh, I, I, a lot of unknown with him in that I think he's got some physical skills. And, of course, you know, I, it's just hard, and it, it's certainly maybe a little bit unfair with Scott, but, you know, the, it's going to haunt him for the longest time. Um, you know, uh, Joe Burrow wanted to transfer to Nebraska, and the famous words at Scott Frost. I mean, he he tends to speak his mind. He says, "Joe Burrow's uh, ain't any ain't any better than the, anybody we got on campus." So that that just kind of you know I, I think is going to haunt him a little bit. Maybe, you know, maybe the locals there they're still staunchly behind him, but I'm just not sure. There are other guys that intrigue me more than Adrian Martinez, but I do recognize that he could have uh, an improved season. Okay, how about this one? Maybe not a household name, but one that people should know about. Talk to me about Sam Howell. Well, Sam Howell obviously had the great freshman year at North Carolina. I mean, he took took it over from jump, and they had, you know, it's a big recruiting. First of all, here's a kid that committed to Florida State. Mac gets the job at North Carolina a year ago, and he flips him back, keeps a kid back home. Um, he's a North Carolina kid. He started all 13 games. I mean, threw for 3,600 yards. I mean, set, you know, FBS records for true freshmen at 38 touchdown passes, seven interceptions. And this guy, this guy threw the football down the field. He's got a great arm. He's got great presence. I think this team has a chance to do good things, and it's because of Sam Howell. So I think he's really intriguing, and I'm excited to see what they got going. We know they're recruiting well. But it's a lot of young talent. We'll see how much of that can gel around him. But he's the real deal. Another name that uh, I think is very interesting is De'Eric King. Uh, transferring to Miami, I can't wait to see what this kid does for the Hurricanes. Well, you know, I'm curious as well. Miami's utilized three quarterbacks last year. And it just, you know, King gives them a dynamic playmaker um, that accounts for a lot of yards and, you know, he can, you, you get the ball in his hands. Good things usually happen, you know, making plays at Miami has not been a problem, but just making negative plays have been. So we'll see what he can do. And obviously he takes over, um, you know, he's certainly very, very talented, gifted. And I think his legs are going to be as, as, as important, um, uh, is any is 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 his arm? I think he can make a lot of plays. But I tell you, there's some 
there's some intriguing guys. I'm curious to see what Jamie Newman does at Georgia, but I'm I, high on Jamie Newman, Chris. And I think putting him, I think him in Georgia is going to be a, uh, a huge boost because I don't think he's going to be asked to do as much as he was asked to do before. And I think that, that suits, that suits his game. Well, winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for you. It's different for me. One thing is certain every day. There's an opportunity to win. Just like Scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. The new lucky number Scratcher from the Virginia Lottery. 32 chances to win $500,000 plus four bonus games. Stop by your closest retailer and check it out. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Well, I think he what he can do is he can make plays with his feet. He can extend plays. And I think he can kind of, when things break down around where people overload the box, they can, you know, implement some RPOs in that offense that can make that offense a little bit more dynamic than it was where it got real stagnant. And they they just couldn't get it done even against South Carolina and weren't even competitive against LSU because their offense is so one-dimensional. Jamie Newman's going to have to make some plays for him. But yeah, he's going to have a, you know, certainly replacing some guys on the offensive line, but still talented with backs. The receivers are going to be back and better. So, and the defense is going to be good. Look, he had to do pretty much everything at Wake Forest. I thought he played well at Wake. Uh, People will say, boy, he just really got shut down against Clemson. Look, Wake Forest went into a lot of trouble when Sage Sherratt and the rest of those receivers went down. They were in the, they were in a lot of trouble. So uh, I do think he's surrounded with more talent, and it's going to be real interesting. I tell you who I really like a lot, and I'm curious to see is, you know, let, let's remind folks that he forced uh, a couple of guys to transfer real quick. But Keaton Slovis, a USC, yeah. really talented guy. Um, I mean, and he's the real deal. I mean, only threw nine picks and 30 touchdowns, and you know, um, you know, JT's gone and Jack Sears just transferred to Boise State. So JT Daniels hadn't decided yet. He's transferring. Keaton Slovis is the real deal. And uh, he's really good. Uh, a, a couple of other guys that I think people need to to uh, to be aware of that are really good. Tanner Morgan of Minnesota is a really talented quarterback that was very instrumental in their breakout season last year. Uh, he combined for over 20 touchdowns, moved that team well, um, 30 touchdown passes, 66 completion percentages, just really, really impressive performance. And uh, they still got in, in Bateman a really good receiver coming back. Minnesota may not surprise people like they did last year, but they'll still be pretty good. Brock Purdy of Iowa State, yeah, another outstanding quarterback. It's really good. Uh, they averaged more than 30 points a contest last year at Iowa State. That's the first time they did that since like 1976. And let me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. The, 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 uh, the chance to be this year's Joe Burrow, maybe. Kyle Trask at Florida. Well, maybe. And certainly Kyle's got uh, a lot of ability, you know, a lot of things, you, you know, uh, he can do well. I don't know that he has quite – the upside that Burrow. So I, I think there's a reason why that season was so special for Joe Burrow is that they probably come once in a lifetime, but in terms of the same conference could maybe, uh, maybe threaten. We'll see if they can threaten Georgia or not, but I think he can certainly have a good year. It'll be interesting to see um, 
how they use Emory Jones if they use Emory Jones because yeah, he's, he's certainly a, a different guy. Yeah. It's a different guy. So I, I think Kyle is the guy that I would like to be running the offense if I were Florida because I think he can move the team. I think he can do some things in the air. So I think they'll, they'll be pretty good. But you got you got other guys. I think well, I think Chris, Sam Ellinger is a big-time bingo, playmate. I think, bingo, bingo, bingo. He does not get enough love. And, it, it, you know, it could very well be because, you know, Texas is like one of those teams that, you know, people are always going to be against it. Kind of like a national team. They're very recognizable. Hook them horns, Matthew McConaughey, all that stuff. And so maybe there are people that are just down on Texas that are just maybe tired of, of, of hearing about it or seeing it or whatever. But for some reason, Sam Ellinger doesn't get the respect, in my opinion, that a lot of that other quarterbacks are getting. I mean, I look at the Heisman odds and you got a guy like Spencer Rattler, who's ahead of Sam Ellinger right now. And we'll talk about Rattler in a second, but Sam Ellinger, I'll just remind you last year in, in what, was really the game of the year, in my opinion, that LSU Texas game. Ellinger threw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns and ran for another touchdown and went shot for shot with Joe Burrow in that game. No, he did. He played well. I think it's like anything else the win column regressed. And when, you know, if you're going to be a great quarterback, there's presumption that you've got to make more plays in crucial moments. And it certainly wasn't the reason why they lost, you know, the games that they did, but he certainly didn't, he didn't do enough in certain moments to, but there are some games where Texas had no business losing and, and he didn't play as well in those moments. And that's, that's kind of what, what hurts him. I, I think he's gotten better as a passer. He's still a bigger threat as a dual threat guy and his ability Look, I mean, he's he had over fifteen hundred yards rushing, in twenty five scores, and in four hundred. Uh, I mean, just just unbelievable uh, over the last three years. Just fifteen hundred yards over the last three years. Just incredible. Guy can run the football and he gets the ball in the end zone. So they've got to play better around him. Um, you know, he's, you know, but they've got to they've got to win some big games. I mean, I, you know, maybe not beat Oklahoma, but you just can't line up and and you know if you're them and get beat in in conference games where you look and say how did that happen i mean you know what 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 is going on when when they're losing a conference game against a team that's got you know far less talent um than they do and then that's what happened that's what's what has happened uh to texas and you know you look at it they were they were uh they were two and three away last year six and two at home and um, they were five and four in the conference. They lost four conference games last year. Yeah. It's just really unacceptable uh, if you're going to be Texas. I tell you who's really good in the state is Shane Bouchelle, former Texas yeah. guy going to SMU, is going to put yep. up some big numbers. And and you mark my words, KJ Costello will put up some big numbers at Mississippi State at Mississippi because State, yeah. okay. of who's you know who's who's coaching there and how they're going to run their offense. So, but numbers are not everything. And if you're wondering out there, why the hell are they not talking about Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence? Cause we've talked about him at all. Exactly. Before. <laughs> so we're talking about some other guys. We've talked a little bit about, uh, I think he's a young, talented guy, but um, you know, we'll see how well he develops, but Trey Lance is an intriguing guy at North Dakota state. Um, he's got some developing to do, but I think has a chance to be a really good player on that level. So um, well, and there, Chris, there's many of them. We'll get back into the pod in just a second. But while you're waiting out the coronavirus at home, you can still have fun betting 
with our partners at BetOnline.ag. No NBA, NHL, or MLB, but don't worry because BetOnline still has hundreds of games, events, and sports to wager on. NASCAR is back. Golf will be back pretty soon. You got Madden and NBA 2K simulations. There's even a $10,000 Madden bracket challenge. And of course, the UFC. We can't forget about their online casino with poker and blackjack as well. Coming up next Sunday, BetOnline has ex-Chicago Bulls, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper discussing the Michael Jordan doc and what they are calling the final dance. Uh, there's still some fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. Use the promo code MYPOD100, BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Now back to the pod. Let's get into let's get into three names right now I'm going to give you that are replacing guys. The mm-hmm. three quarterbacks that are replacing big name guys. And we'll start with the name that I mentioned before in Spencer Rattler, uh, who uh, is the presumptive starting quarterback at Oklahoma. It, it's just like, I don't, we don't know much about him, but is he getting like the Lincoln Riley treatment? That's why people are so high on him going into this season. Well, yes, because everyone's been successful. Now the difference is, is this is the first time he's taken a young buck and kind of ridden him as opposed to the transfer route. So with Spencer, you're getting a guy that is uh, a younger guy, but boy, he's talented. I mean, he's every bit as talented as a Baker Mayfield type of guy, a Kyler Murray type of guy as a thrower. This guy could be really dynamic. I expect him to be really successful and maybe having him for a couple of years, um, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. How much, you know, um, you know, inexperience will hurt him, particularly being a young guy, not having a spring. Those things are legitimate concerns and questions. But um, I don't know that uh, outside of the experience that there's anything lacking. And that offense will score. They've got playmakers at receiver again. So, you know, you pretty much it's plug and play there, but mainly because they've got a good system mm-hmm. and they've got playmakers and they they recruit good quarterbacks. They've They've they're recruiting good the Caleb Williams kids probably coming for him, you know, to them. The, it's gonna be the next one. But Spencer Rattler is a really good kid they got out of Arizona a couple of years ago. That's it's his turn. He's ready to go. And uh, I think they're really except they got a couple of other guys that can play, but but he's the real deal. Uh, really talented. Just see what type of decision maker it can be early on. How does Miles Brennan fill in for Joe Burrow now at LSU? Well, that's humongous shoes. I think that Miles has gotten stronger. His body looks quite a bit different. He was very wirely, wiry and gangly coming in um, college a couple of years ago. I think he'll do a nice job. I just think it'll be a little bit different. I think what they'll do is they'll still they'll throw it, but they're not going to throw it like they did last year. They 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 certainly are going to – uh, work the run game a little bit more, play more to the defense. Uh, so it's a little bit more ball control, but a little bit more control passing game. I think Miles can handle it, but you know, you've you lose Jamar Chase is coming back, big time weapon, but they've got more younger, they've got younger receivers, um, and they've got obviously Joe Brady's in Carolina and Scott Linehan, formerly of the Cowboys and uh, the Lions and the NFL experience is now the new passing game coordinator along with Steve Insmeyer. So I think he'll do fine. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a repeat of national playoffs for LSU this year. though. 
Tyler Show is the new man in Oregon. How does he step in and fill the big shoes? You know, I think he's he'll do a nice job. He's a talented guy. He's not Justin Herbert talent, uh, but I think he's he's ready to step up and take a bigger role. I don't, you know, last year they moved the football effectively. They didn't have enough playmakers at receiver. They're going to be a little bit more experienced there. I think they're going to be a little bit more ball control. I think work the backs out of the passing game a little bit more. Um, I think he'll do a nice job, but he certainly doesn't give you that dynamic playmaking ability that where you can take over a game that Justin Herbert at times, times he didn't, but at times he did and was a difference for them. Uh, and the final guy who's obviously filling in the big shoes, we saw him a bit last year, but Mac Jones at Alabama. Well, Mac did a nice job. I think he's the guy, uh, obviously, They've got a great young freshman coming in. I think the chances, and by the way, I, I think that he can, he'll can he be a special, special talent. But I think Mac gets the job. He gets it right away because I don't think we're going to see uh, a situation where, you know, without an offseason, you're as prepared to come in and help. So Mac is going to be the key guy, and then, Young, I think, eventually is going to take over. And maybe at some time during the season, he's got advanced poise. So he might he might be a guy that he's got two a type intangibles. So eventually, I think that's where they go. But I think Mac's the guy, at least initially. So there's a look right there at some of the unsung quarterbacks going into the 2020 season. Yeah, we could spend all day talking about Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Those are the obvious guys. But I wanted to take some time out here, Chris, and just uh, you know, some, pay attention to some of the other names that we are going to be looking forward to watching on the field, hopefully uh, come the fall. Uh, yeah, and I know, I know we'll get to, uh, get to some – we'll work through different positions over the next Absolutely. few weeks. So make sure we'll get Absolutely. into – Running backs, receivers, offensive line. Believe me, line, believe we're me. We're going to talk. We're going to talk plenty about Chuba Hubbard because I'm big on that kid coming into this year as well. <laughs> yeah, well, we got a lot of guys to cover, so uh, keep it here on the film room. We'll be breaking it down for you. So, what do you have for fans up on LandryFootball.com and the College Football Notebooks every day? Well, we we tell you what, just tons and tons of recruiting information. I mentioned last week on the show that you know we've got over right at about 650 more commitments this time this year than we did last year, which is going to lead to a lot more decommitments, I think. But we're keeping everybody up to date in our notebooks on the visits, kids narrowing down their schools, and commitments, commitments, commitments. We got it, just tons of that stuff. Also, our recruiting war is just churning them out position by position. The top players in the country will have scouting reports all throughout the summer. So, uh, lots of details and information on LandryFootball.com, uh, the breakdowns of the, the future players coming in, as well as, obviously, the breakdowns of players that are already in college. We've certainly got a lot of uh, checklists of guys um, in each conference uh, that, to look out for in our notebooks. So what we try to do each and every day is update on what's going on. Uh, obviously, since there was no spring, we're breaking down information based upon film grade notes from last football season, breakout players. We've just got a, a handful of those guys every week, uh, excuse me, every day that we just kind of churn out and talk about key guys. So it's a good follow each and every day, along with the recruiting information, uh, the, the conversations with coaches. And then again, our uh, recruiting boards, um, our certainly our, uh, our, our draft boards, which gives you an idea how some of these guys 
stack up on the pro level. So we've got it all for you. And, uh, of course, been working hard. We've got about a dozen of them out, and we're going to be churning them out left and right. Complete roster breakdowns of all college teams. So what we've got is write-ups on the entire roster. We grade how every player in the roster was graded coming into college from high school. List of all the draft prospects, uh, the tentative depth charts, uh, how recruiting went this past year in the potential impact guy. So we've got all that for each and every team. We're going to have it for each and every team, and we've got all of that. So a lot of stuff going on right now at LandryFootball.com, so take advantage of our scouting season offer. And be sure to uh, follow Chris on Twitter at LandryFootball. Follow me at Scott's on Air, and subscribe, rate, and review the College Football Film Room wherever you get your podcasts from. Continue to stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you again next week. See you later, Chris. You bet. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.